Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. Yeah, I'm ready. Thank you, Liam. Hello, everyone. Uh, my, uh, my message, uh, I've decided to call it Encouraging, Encouragement and Comfort for Christians in the End of Days. We have all been subjected to lockdowns, face masks, restrictions on travelling, family and friend bubbles, the press, radio and TV fill our homes constantly with news of new variant invisible viruses, symptomless illnesses that can be spread from person to person, which was unheard of before 2020. Experimental gene medical treatments rushed through under the umbrella of emergency authorization use, and all counter-arguments against this multi-government agenda has been silenced and real news has been suppressed. No matter, no voice, no matter how educated in their field of medicine, are allowed to say anything negative about the restrictions, mandates or treatments. The end result of this is massive fear of death. Suicide of the young has increased worldwide. Depression and job losses abound, and our future looks very bleak. George Washington, former President of the United States, said, If freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. And it's just something to keep in mind. The books of the Bible were written at different times by different authors over a period of approximately 1,500 years. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. In the last days, perilous times will come, for men shall be lovers of themselves. And we have testament to that by the likes of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and selfies. People are covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, they're unable to control their temper. Fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I cannot imagine a single person in this hall who does not see that Timothy's Bible prophecy has not already come true. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Secular laws have now been passed in Scotland stating that a four-year-old child is old enough to choose their own gender without the support or permission of their parents. Men can marry men. A naturally born man or woman can become, if they choose, the opposite gender, a 
and laws have been passed to protect these people from people who think this is not natural, normal or good. They tried to pass a law in Scotland to ban the Bible, as its worldly opponents believe it is a book of hate, because these perversions are considered bad and not good in the eyes of the Lord. The question to you guys is, do you think these things are good or bad? You don't need to answer that now, but please consider these things as the world, the system, supports and promotes via the TV, radio and the press. In chapter 4, verse 4 of James, love of the world is enmity, hostility with God. I don't mean that, no, we shouldn't love the sky, the stars, the moon, the mountains, the birds or even the people. It's the system. It's the system of the world that is against God. We shouldn't love that system. And we couldn't get drawn into that. Our Lord Jesus Christ spoke to his people in parables, stories to get his point across. Most did not understand him. However, the scribes and the Pharisees often did, and they hated him for it. We see these verses, we we see in these verses, the Lord describes himself as the good shepherd, and the people, which include us, are depicted as sheep. So what I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to read... I'm going to read some of the gospel now to you. Uh, That's uh, John's gospel, chapter 10, verses 1 to 11. I'm going to touch on verse 16, and then 27 to 30. And I'm going to explain what I believe these verses mean to us as Christians, and what Jesus meant by them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, The same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. So, on verse 1, Jesus mentions about a sheepfold. A sheepfold back in Jesus' day was a walled sheep pen, with a single gate for entry and exit. The people used to keep the sheep inside the pen to keep them safe from wild animals and thieves. However, Jesus used the sheepfold to explain to the people that he will be leading his sheep out of the sheepfold of Judaism. We touched on thieves and robbers. Thieves and robbers used to jump over the wall of the sheepfold. They couldn't get the sheep out of the sheepfold because the sheep wouldn't follow them because they only follow the shepherd. So they would cut the sheep's throat and chuck them over the wall. But Jesus was um, inferring that the false teachers, yeah, are the thieves, uh, the false teachers are the scribes and the Pharisees of the day. Verse 4, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what these things were which he spake to them. The shepherd goes ahead of his sheep, this is verse 4, to make the pathway clear of danger, to find water, safe pasture, provision, to provide security and protection for his sheep. Everything is bound up in sanctification as the shepherd leads us to eternal glory. The sheep know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow. Again, this is appertaining to false teachers. 
That is why it is important for us to study our Bible so that we are not deceived into following false shepherds, for example, like Benny Hinn, Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, and other false, false teachers of the gospel. In verse 6, uh, it's covered that the people listening uh, to Jesus at the time didn't understand what he was saying to them. In verse 7, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And this is the one of the first I am's. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and go out and find pasture. The thief cometh not for to steal, to kill and to destroy. I, have, I am come that I might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So, again, Jesus then explains to the people that I am the door, the only way to the Father. In verse 8, he explains again that all that has come before him are thieves and robbers. Jesus is explaining that he, as the Messiah, through him is now the only way to be saved. Verses 9 and 10. He is the door. The only way to be saved from sin and hell and to receive eternal life is through him. He is the only real source of truth and knowledge. In verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. This is a reference to Jesus' substitutionary death for sinners on the cross. The true shepherd will die for his own sheep. Now I'm going to read... um, Verses 27 to 30. Yeah. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. These verses should give all believers comfort as we were clearly told that once we become the sheep of the good shepherd, no man can snatch us from his hand and no man can snatch us from the Father's hand and Jesus and the Father are one. They share a unity of nature and essence. Jesus is God, part of the Trinity. Now another question is, one of the things it says here, any man can pluck cannot pluck them from his hand or the Father's hand. But can anything separate us from the love of God? In Roman, Romans 8, chapter 8, verses 38 to 39. Yeah? Okay. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, nothing can separate a true born-again believer from the love of God. We go back to chapter John chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 3. In that verse, the shepherd calls his sheep by name. That means he knows us. But when did he know us? In Ephesians chapter 1, this is the Amplified Bible. I'll just go through this. It's fine. That's okay. That's no problem. Just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world. So he knew us before the foundation of the world. Jesus actually knew us then. Jesus is our good shepherd. So I'm just summing up now. Yeah. He fulfilled all messianic prophecy confirmed by his works, his miracles and his words. Confirmed by John the Baptist and his disciples and even by demons. He was the one sent by the Father to lead the Jews out of Judaism and the Gentiles out of paganism and worldliness. To create one true fold and be its true shepherd, which is the body of Christ and Jesus is our high priest. He has full authority to do this and bring us to green pastures of salvation. He knew us as our names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world, and we cannot be lost, as nothing can separate us from the love of God. No matter what happens to us in this world, governments may fall, financial crashes, diseases, wars, and death. Nothing will separate us from our Lord and Saviour. I'll just say a short prayer, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time of worship and the opportunity of sharing your word. I pray that we all leave here today with the knowledge that we cannot be lost once we are true sheep of our Lord Jesus Christ. If anybody has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, I ask them to accept the Lord while he still can be found. I ask, Lord, for your protection upon all our brothers and sisters of the church. Guide us all safely to green pastures. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.